Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the show. So if you could just share a little bit about yourself and maybe your work and what you do for a living um, so that we can know a little bit more about you. Absolutely. I, I definitely want to say thank you so much for having me. Um, nice to meet everyone. My name's uh, Desiree Vargas, and um, I, I'm actually from Southern California. I'm currently living in Las Vegas, and um, I am trained as a marriage and family therapist. I'm currently uh, not practicing. I decided to go into the realm of coaching, and I take a very um, this word sometimes maybe gets overused, but I take more of a, a holistic approach, a more mind, body, soul approach to working with my clients. Uh, I remember when I was practicing therapy, I would always think about uh, what are my clients eating? How much are they exercising? What are they doing beyond this this wonderful, amazing talk therapy healing you know session and it really just inspired me to really dig a little bit deeper into my understanding of that mind body connection uh, pursued uh, certifications in, in yoga and, and you know that kind of holistic healing world and so I just kind of do this combination of, of working with whether students in a yoga class or one-on-one coaching um, and I did love doing workshops and educating and and making the uh, just everything that I learned aware to the masses on a very simple, um, easy way to understand. And, and I love doing talks too. I do a lot of speaking engagements. So it's kind of like a, a, a little smorgasbord buffet of, you know, if you're gravitated towards me to learn yoga, then maybe that's what someone might do if someone's interested in working with me one-on-one. Um, so I just offer a variety of things. And, um, and this year I'm actually am, looking to open up my uh, private practice uh, here in Las Vegas. So um, I am looking to do that and combine that with the coaching aspect. Congrats. That's going to be really exciting. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I love that you are going beyond um, just one modality of healing. And I always think Mm -hmm. that and tell clients, you know, therapy is Mm -hmm. one hour out of 168. So Mm -hmm. what you're doing in the rest of your week is going to contribute to you know, your progress in well-being, or it's going to, you know, keep you stagnant or hinder your progress in healing. So it's really important to take into consideration the whole person, um, for sure. Absolutely. And that's why, too, I think I really, um, I know just that out of, you know, colleagues, and I just respect, I love your style of how you educate people in that realm, that there isn't just, you know, one way to heal. So, you know, just thank you for also being that in the community as well. Yeah, I think that when you go to school for something, like we went to school to be marriage and family therapists, or when you study something like yoga and you gain expertise in a particular area, that stuff becomes common knowledge to you. And you may also Mm. be surrounded by a lot of people that have that same common knowledge. But Mm. I think 
I, what I have to remind myself is common sense isn't always so common. And so there's a lot of people that um, the things that I feel like are common knowledge are not to someone else because they obviously didn't do all the things <laughs> that I've done, you know? And so mm-hmm. um, sharing things, cause I'm like, well, what am I going to share about? Or people are like, Oh, you know, whatever your content's great and whatnot. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm like, I, you could Google this and you know, but I'm like, sure, okay, people sure. can only, maybe there's certain people that can only get that information from you because they don't have anywhere else that they're being exposed to it. So that's why to me, everyone needs to be doing, you know, what they feel called to do because we're kind of helping collectively for all of us to be advancing, you know, mentally and emotionally. Absolutely. I just love that so much. I mean, this is like what I am all about and stand for and why I love connecting with people like yourself, because I am not the one all be all healer for everyone. There's going to be so many different, you know, things that people gravitate towards. And, um, and we got to be like, I love that you said, you got to be called to what you are called to do (laughs) and go with it. So on another note, what are some of, you know, the greatest lessons that you've learned, whether it's been, you know, personally in your relationships or in your, your journey of being a businesswoman? Like, what are some of the key things that stick out for you as far as lessons learned? Sure. That's, that's a great question for, I would say that start with the entrepreneur, you know, side, biggest lessons have, have definitely have to be patience and trust. Patience and trust, because if anybody here is listening uh, that is an entrepreneur, it's not an easy road. It's, <laughs> it's very easy to give up. It's very easy to stop. Um, patience with the process, trusting the process. And also, I would say the third thing is having a form of support, uh, whether that is um, a partner, whether that is a, a friend, somebody who's going to support you through the journey because we all need someone to lean on. We're just, we're, we're humans. We're created to have human connection. And if I didn't have my, you know, that word is so used, but my tribe, right. My girls or my Mm -hmm. business partners and people encouraging me in those hard times where I wasn't patient and I wasn't trusting the process that I probably would have gave up a long time ago. Um, so I would definitely say those are my lessons that I, I have learned over, over the years and, and, and just sharing a little bit, when I was um, about 19, I started my first business and it was challenging. And so when I had, you know, 19, 20, 21 and friends were, you know, traveling and doing all these amazing things and I was working and I remember at when I decided to not do that anymore at about 23, I thought, you know what, that was great. It put me through college debt free, but I am never going to own a business ever again. I'm good. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. And then, you know, fast forward, um, here we are so many years later and, um, I've been pursuing this entrepreneur journey for the last, um, probably about six years now. So it's so interesting, you know, how that just goes and, and how you think you're going to, you know, I'm done with that, but here it is again. And I I love it this time. I have a, a whole new love for it. Um, and I have that, like I said, that, that, support system and trusting and having more patience each time. Yeah, I think those go hand in hand, right? (laughs) Um, And kind of build together to make it so that when inevitably you have that urge to 
stop or give up or quit, there's like a fail safe or a safety net that's built in already to help you kind of put things in perspective. And to stop is not the end of the world, but is it really actually what you want to do? Or um, do you need to just take a break or have a conversation with someone that understands what you're dealing with um, and having those those systems in place help to aid with that. So I love that you mentioned, you know, patience, trust, support. Those are those are definitely keys. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned, you know, you touched on it just uh, briefly, like you learn so much and it's okay if you do decide to stop, right? You know, right. You, you might have that journey and, and I'm, I'm very, uh, people can use the word to say I'm spiritual or whatever people want to connect with, but mm-hmm. I'm very spiritual in the sense where it may not be, it might've been my plan that I was doing, but it wasn't really God's plan. It wasn't really connecting with my purpose and my why's. And, and who I am and, and it's okay to you know switch that either stop change something else or pursue something different yeah, yeah I think we get attached to to having to see something through for I, I maybe the fear of appearing a certain way like if we don't you know mm-hmm. what I mean like saying you're yeah. gonna do something and then you don't like follow through whatever that means um and appearing like appearing like a quitter or appearing like you gave up or weren't um weren't strong enough to, to do something. And it, it has to be okay. You have to have the plan in mind and your desired outcome, but then the flexibility to change routes if there's a detour in your life, because we're always evolving and your circumstances change and what you enjoy changes and there's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. what you're doing now may be what's leading you to what the next thing is. And so we have to be flexible enough to be able to accept those changes as they come. But I mean, that's much easier said than done. I'm saying it, but absolutely, <laughs> absolutely no, but great point. And I think, you know, this time of year, um, right now, you know, or the end of the year, we, you know, people always talk about resolutions yeah. and, and that's great. I'm not saying those are a bad thing. This is my personal opinion is I'm not a fan of resolutions. I think intentions are so much better because you can have that flexibility to change it because we are, we do such a good job and shooting all over ourselves that we should have did, yeah. th- did this or did it that way. And, and I, I said my resolution was this and well, you know, that's why I'm not a fan of resolutions. If we, we have those intentions, we can kind of mold them and change them and, and, and failure, you know, uh, it's not really failure. It's just lessons learned. That's all. And that's, right. you know, it's changing our point of view and our mindset to, you know, we may, we may think other people view us as failure, but why are we even thinking about what other people think about us? But that's just us. That's humans, right? So mm-hmm. it's learning how to make these changes little by little easier said than done, like you said. But <laughs> Yeah, I think those things also are, are great things to keep in mind, even if you're not necessarily an entrepreneur, right? Like mm-hmm. patience, trust, support are just as necessary if you work for a, you know, work for a company or an organization, because you're going to be tested in those environments regardless. And so um, I think that those are just great overarching lessons to kind of keep in the back of our mind and, and um, things to practice that keeps us kind of going, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, do you think of anybody from, like you said, entrepreneur to a stay-at-home mom, they're equally going to be using those three things in their lives. Definitely mothers, you know, are going to want to have those support systems and trusting and it, it speaks for every person, no matter what phase of life we're in. Yeah. You know, you mentioned intentions over resolutions. And I think that that's significant because if we 
can understand or be able to identify what what our end experience is that we want to have typically it comes down to you know love joy peace prosperity abundance but we get so fixated on it having to happen in this one route that we we might lose that what we want at the end is this fulfillment this satisfaction with our our way of being in our life and when we can keep that as our focus whatever that intention is then you're okay with the path changing as long as it feels like it's leading you to that that end goal as opposed to thinking well I have to do this job because it's going to lead to you know whatever that thing is so I love shifting that mindset and shifting that perspective to not being focused so much on the goal but what is the goal going to get you why is it that you want that goal absolutely yes (laughs) so what at this point brings you the most joy in life in general and maybe in your work and I and there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are entrepreneurs, but there's also people that are listening to the podcast that aren't. And so I focus a lot on work because I see that there's so many people that are either unhappy with the work that they're doing or not feeling satisfied or fulfilled. And that creates stress in their lives. So that's why I like kind of talking to people that are enjoying their work or I assume, (laughs) I assume are enjoying their work, um, to kind of give hope and insight on how to find whatever your, your joy within what you do is, even if you're not going to be an entrepreneur. So that's why I kind of ask these questions. So what brings you the most joy right now? Right now, excuse me. Oh, that is, I love these questions they are so good. And I, and I actually, I talk about joy. If anybody is a student of mine, I talk about joy almost probably, <laughs> probably every other week and, and, trying to think about what does bring us joy. I literally ask that question to my students. And for me, um, hands down, kind of the core of it, as I mentioned, um, call it, you know, religious, I don't really care for that word or spiritual, uh, but my relationship with God, my relationship with Jesus, that's, that's really the core where my joy stems from and having that foundation, um, where I have rituals that I do to connect with this part of me and who I am to remind myself, because when we wake up, you know, there are just crazy thoughts happening and going on. And so it starts, you know, for me first thing in the morning to harness that joy, to harness that love. Um, even if it's as simple as sitting down with a cup of tea in silence, um, reading the Bible, um, sometimes even just connecting with a, a conversation with my husband first thing in the morning before we kind of go into the crazy day or just have a, a literally a 20 second hug, <laughs> you know, before we go into our days. But um, I really have to say the core of where it all stems from for me is my relationship, my spirituality. That's where it stems from. And to kind of take it a little deeper, once I fill up there from my source, um, I really get my joy from serving others. I just feel I'm very, very clear on my purpose. I'm very clear in my why. I want to say I've done a lot of work to do that. So I'm not saying, you know, it's, it's easy, but I am very clear in my why and my purpose. And it really is serving others and doing what we've t- kind of been talking about, educating and speaking and teaching and sharing all these different ways to heal because I get on the yoga mat or I am laying down for, you know, my massage therapy session. And I sometimes think, wow, I didn't have these tools in my life. I wouldn't be able to 
do the things that I'm, that I'm doing, right. To come back to that joy, because it's very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to go from joy to let's say fear, jealousy. You know, a lot of people I think look at me or who know me or Desiree, you're so positive all the time. You're so happy. Well, that didn't happen, you know, overnight. (laughs) Okay. You know, granted I am, I am a person. If if someone would know me since fifth grade, they would always say I had lots of energy and very happy, but, but my, I had, I was given some tools as a young child and I had that core for me, that spirituality to have that again, that foundation. So it always goes back to that foundation for me of my relationship with, with God, with the Lord for me. So, yeah. Yeah, having a having some kind of roots planted is really significant and helps. Again, it's kind of like when you mentioned, you know, the patience, trust and support, right? It's that foundation that helps you to be able to come back to what you know at the end of the day. And without that, I feel like you end up being kind of pulled in whichever direction, you know what I mean? Life decides to mm-hmm. to pull you in at the time. And so for everyone to find whatever their root is, whatever their foundation is to be called back to or to remember. And that's why um that's why I always say people need to have their daily routines in check because I feel like we're all like 50 first dates. You know what I mean? Like we go to sleep. <laughs> we're all Drew Barrymore. <laughs> we, we, we fall asleep and we wake up the next day and it's like, as we've, it's as if we've forgotten, you know what I mean? Like what we're here for or what we're working yes. toward and all that fear and that jealousy kind of comes in, um, to keep us from being able to, to continue to move toward what we're actually supposed to be doing here. Right. Whatever your why is. And so as soon as, we can in the day remind ourselves of what we're here to do having those routines in place whatever that may be if that's journaling writing praying you know um yeah music All the good stuff right that helps us to remember as soon as possible in the day we can get back on track and be focused and make progress so yeah i, I love that you said you know having that foundation and for it to be spiritual i think is even more um more impactful um because that goes beyond kind of us being bogged down with like human things I don't know how else to say it (laughs) you know like like getting caught up with like human stuff but on a grander scale you know we're all connected to something deeper um so yeah I love that I love that thank you yeah and I do feel like as well you know I don't know you know of course how many interviews and and people you speak with but I feel like it also is something that's not mentioned Mm -hmm. because everyone's going to have different spirituality and all that stuff Uh, whether it's, you know, just anything, whatever, right? right? But we're never talking about it. I feel like as healers ourselves, as therapists or, you know, whatever we're doing, um, I don't feel like it's talked about enough. It's sometimes many people shy away from it. And so I I want listeners, I want people to know that is the root for me where it comes from and where it stems from. And I am not ashamed and I am proud of it. And, and, you know, whatever it is, whatever our faith is, that's okay. So I just kind of, you know, want it to, I, I noticed that that people aren't sharing or talking about it as much. And, and we all, I think, want to hear that there is something behind why is she so dang happy all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I think that, you know, what are, what's the saying? Like, there's two things that you don't talk about, politics and religion, and maybe those are the two things that people should be talking more about. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I think that it's necessary for as many people as possible to kind of share what's working for them, not necessarily to prescribe like you need to do what I'm doing, but you need to find your way to whatever your version of that is, you know, so important, so necessary. So what, what has been maybe some of the greatest challenges Greatest challenges. Ooh, where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) Greatest challenges. Um, I'll start with saying probably just relationships. Um, I'm always upfront and honest with mine. I'm in an amazing relationship, marriage with my husband, but I was married before and I made bad decisions and I found myself in a really ugly place before. And, um, I want to say for me, just in my overall life, that was very challenging to pick the right partners. I think for the longest time, my picker was off, (laughs) you know, my picker was off. And I, I always joke too with people that I call my, I called myself a serial monogamous. I was in long-term relationship with, with a few people my whole life. I mean, I can literally name, there's only a couple people. And, um, that was, I think a big challenge for me because I, I always say too, I'm a recovering codependent, you know, I'm always healing, I'm learning, I'm growing and, and finding and being in the real right, right relationships was really hard for me. Um, whether, and that stemmed into me going into like my entrepreneurial side as well, hmm. because I had a partner back then that didn't even want me to go to grad school didn't even support I was it wasn't even allowed you know it was it wasn't it was an abusive marriage um so I would definitely say um that was my struggle for the longest time and choosing the right relationships and not just romantic partners but I think also probably in some of my friendships as well I really appreciate your vulnerability and just being very honest about what some challenges have been for you because I think that at least for me personally as like a licensed marriage and family therapist the idea of being a person that's also been divorced married and divorced is like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like a dual <laughs> I don't know how to explain it even but it's like oh like I'm not right. perfect but you know I don't know if I if this could be me making all kinds of assumptions but I don't know if people look at someone who is qualified to do something and is like huh like how can you do this work when this but to me I find it to be a strength you know what I mean when someone calls when I have someone call or an intake or a client and they're saying oh like have you been in a relationship blah 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 or have you been married or whatever and I'm like yeah I've been married but I've also been divorced so I know what not to do and that's how I can help you (laughs) avoid great if you Um, don't resonate then okay (laughs) right but like being someone who is a healer being someone who is a marriage and family therapist does not mean that we are perfect we're human. <laughs> yes. So we're going to have yes. just the same amount, if not more, I don't know, maybe we're just aware of our hangups <laughs> and our hurts and our, you know, where we could grow. And that's just a part of this whole human experience. And I just really appreciate you for being honest and sharing that because I know for a long time, I got divorced while I was in grad school to go to school mm. for marriage and family therapy. So 
I know for a long time I was like, well, do I, is this something that I say to people? Do I not? You know, like just the shame and guilt that tries to creep in and and make it seem like it's something that's bad and that I shouldn't talk about it and whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, thankfully it didn't last crazy, too crazy long, but I can just only imagine like how many people feel like the way that they, the things that they've been through or their challenges are something that are bad, that they shouldn't share, that they shouldn't talk about or find a way to use to propel yeah. them moving forward. And those are the, these are the things that I feel so passionate about that we do have to talk about because let's all stop playing the game that we're all perfect, right? Because we're not, we're human. And I think that is me as a person and also as an entrepreneur, I'm leading with authenticity. That's it because I don't want, to work with people who don't want to work with me based on if I was divorced. Like that's just silly, you know? So I'm going to be as authentic as possible. This is who I am. I've made mistakes. And I think, you know, in our head, we think about, Oh no, they might not want to work with me. But in, in turn, I've worked with clients. They've told me that I actually really related with you because you said you went through this because you said you had a loss because you said you were in an abusive relationship or you know these things and that is what we really need to be we need to be more vulnerable in general not just as healers as mfts we just need to be more vulnerable as society because i feel we will gain so much more healing from it when we're all just honest with ourselves and honest with other people that we trust in our life those relationships will start to flourish. Then you'll start to really come into this whole new side of you. And that is where it gets very exciting. And and if any of you are that are listening are on that journey of healing, I think you already know what I'm speaking to because it's like peeling layers off, right? Peeling layers off mm-hmm. of that onion, peeling layers off of your heart, your chest, and you're getting more vulnerable, but you're being more authentic into who you truly really are. Yeah, I think that the best thing, the best choices that I've ever made were to be just 100% genuine and authentic. And when I did that, the things that came about from being in that place were beyond what I could have guessed or wished for, you know? But it's terrifying. (laughs) It's so scary. Yeah, let's put that out. It is the scariest stuff you will ever do, but it is so worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, as we wrap up, what would be any just last pieces of advice, any gems that you want to leave with everyone before we say goodbye? Yeah, um, I I share this um, with all of my yoga students. I share this with my coaching clients and and I don't usually share where it stems from. So I'd like to let you know everybody know there are things that my mom, I lost my mother about 15 years ago, and she was an amazing woman. And I was very blessed to have her share with me. I had her for 23 years in my life. And she shared with me almost on a daily basis, three things. She shared just how much she loved me. It was all the time. It was nonstop. It was multiple times a day. She also would always tell me just how beautiful I was. First thing in the morning, when when she's waking me up, kissing me all the time, nonstop, just how beautiful, how beautiful I was. And I knew she wasn't just talking about Mm -hmm. outward. I knew what she was talking about inside too. And my mom would always tell me that I was capable of doing anything that I decided to set my mind to. I can do anything with the strength of God, with the strength of Lord by our side that that I can create it, that I can do it. And so I heard that for 23 years and it shaped me it's here I am almost 40 years old and I that's my core I I just I hold on to those things and so I want to share with everybody listening 
I need you to know, I need you to feel it, I need you to see it, that you are so incredibly loved, that you are just beautiful, you're beaming, you're stunning from the inside and the outside, and you are truly capable of creating and doing anything that you decide to set your mind to. And I want to keep sharing that message that my mother told me all those years and keep sharing it with everybody else. So I hope that it resonates with somebody, that somebody really, truly felt that because there are a lot of us that don't get told or didn't get told those things growing up. Or even as an adult, we don't share those things with one another. And that is so important. So I need you to know those three things about you. If a stranger could see these three things about you, that a truly must be true. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's really, that's really significant. Thank you for letting me share. And I, I just enjoyed my time here with you. And um, I just love connecting with people like yourself and, and others, you know, in podcasts like this. So just thank you. All right. Well, we will definitely include in the show notes where we can find you. Are you most active on any specific platform? I'm most active on Instagram. Um, I also have a Facebook page, but Instagram usually is where um, you can engage with me and and uh, connect with me. All right. And is it is it your name or? Yes, it's going to be Mind Body Soul. Des, D-E-Z, Mind, Body, Soul, Des, and it's the same on Facebook too. So you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook. Well, we will definitely make sure to support you and all of the great things that you've got coming up. And thank you so much for your work in our community. I really appreciate, you know, you kind of making your mark and creating space for people to heal and learn themselves. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. Until next time, Gems. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend, whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media. It helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.